Captain. Let's move. ABC Thursdays. Firefighters, we're family. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. The subject has explosive chemicals. Get down! With fiery romances. You're the love of my life. And Andy is finally in charge. I'm going to be the best damn captain the station has ever seen. Station 19, all new Thursdays, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. But it is a Tuesday. Our man who's all across things, True Crime Tuesday, his name is Toby Dow. He's on the line to talk all things John Lennon, who this week in 1980, December 8, in fact, he was assassinated, and uh, Toby's on the line and maybe on the Brasco. <laughs> what is that? Are you on the, uh, are you on the, uh, in the lavatory, Toby? What are you doing there? <laughs> no, Brian, I'm not. Okay, I'm glad you're thinking me that way. A lot of gurgling. Now, before we get into this, we're talking about good rigs, and I just said off air that your nipples were... Um, a little bit of an no, issue. No, I heard you. It was on yeah, air. Yeah. Oh, was that on air? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're smoking his oceans on air. Oh, yeah. sorry. Yeah. Sorry, Tobes. Yeah. Sorry, Mark. Well, Brian, I didn't, know you, I didn't know you looked at me like that, but thank you very much. <laughs> no, it's all good. All right, let's tell us about uh, the great John Lennon. Well, the great, the murder of the great John Lennon, you, murder, you mean, Brian? Yeah, so um, Mark David Chapman, I think uh, to get into this, we sort of need to look at the psyche of the guy that murdered him. It's just not as... Clear cut. I, I was like, I suppose a lot of people, you know, you read about it back then, 1980, uh, or you look at it now and you just think the guy walked up and shot him. But there's actually a lot more to it than just than just that. So I'll start a few days prior to the murder, just so people can understand what was happening in the life of the of the killer. So he, oh, actually, even before that. So he was, he became a born again Christian. He became very religious, and of course, Lennon with some of his songs and he was a massive Beatles fan. He was a huge John Lennon fan and he was very obsessed with John Lennon and everything. And he thought Lennon was the way, you know, people were and, you know, preaching and, and all the, how he was. But then all of a sudden Lennon with some of his songs, like imagine and saying, you know, imagine if there's no possessions, but when all of a sudden he started finding out that Lennon had all these possessions like farms and estates and all this money and it sort of turned him off. And then when Lennon actually said that the Beatles were bigger than God, that's when he really turned. That's what his wife said. That's when he sort of started snapping. And all the people in his religious group went, you know, went against Lennon. But he took it to another extreme. He lived in Hawaii. But in October, he flew over to New York with the intention to kill uh, John Lennon. He obtained ammunition. He saw a friend in Atlanta for guns. But then he, he turned away from him. I don't know if he had the goal to go through with it. So he returned back home. And then back in the uh, December 6th, I think it was, he returned back to... New York with the one aim, which was to, to kill John Lennon. But at one point, he considered uh, ending his life by jumping off the Statue of Liberty. So the man was very confused, very disorientated with which way he was going. But he just had this commitment to kill Lennon. His wife would later come out and say he was just committed to killing John Lennon. The hatred grew so so rapidly. And then on December 7th, the day before, he actually assaulted singer James Taylor at 72nd Street Subway Station. And according to James Taylor, he said the guy had to sort of pin him to the wall was glistening with manical sweat and talking some freak speak about what he was going to do and all this stuff about how John was interested and he was going to get in touch with John Lennon. So he was really out there and Taylor never reported it, which was weird. And then he, and then actually on his way back to the hotel room, he said he, uh, he offered cocaine to a taxi driver. So he was obviously doing more than just being you know, weird with John Lennon. That night, Chapman and his wife talked on the phone about getting help. But he never did that because he said he, his working relationship with God will solve everything. So then on the morning of the 8th of December, the day he killed Lennon, he left his room early from the Sheridan Hotel. <clears throat> he left a lot, uh, behind a lot of possessions because he didn't know if he was actually ever going to return. 
or if he'd be alive at that stage. And he bought a copy of a book called The Catcher in the Rye, which is one of the uh, greatest literature stories ever told. It's uh, one of the greatest books of all time, they say. And the, this is, we'll get back to this later because he takes a lot of the, uh, the person in the, in the book, the main character, Holden Caulfield, that's where he takes a lot of his angst out of in there. So he then goes to the, the Dakota departments where Lennon was living with Yoko Ona. He missed uh, Lennon in the morning because he got distracted. And then later on that afternoon or later that morning, he saw Lennon's housekeeper with uh, their son, Sean, returning from a walk. And he reached out in front and shook Sean's hand. So he actually met Sean Lennon before he killed his father. Then that night, uh, sorry, that afternoon, Lennon got home around 5 p.m. He got his he got John Lennon to sign a, uh, a uh, an album of his for him. And then he stayed out the front. Now then, Lennon got out of the cab around uh, at his limousine around ten fifty. Uh, him and uh, Oko returned to the Dakota building in uh, up more up uh, town New York. They passed Chapman, and then Chapman turned around and fired five hollow uh, point bullets straight into the back and shoulder of Lennon. Uh, he was then accosted by the doorman uh, Jose Podoma. His name was. Um, we'll get to Jose a bit uh, later on, and he stood there and just started reading the catcher in the rye while the cops arrived. So he never really resisted anything, never denied anything. And then <clears throat> when he was later on uh, in jail, he did he wouldn't give interviews for about six or seven years. No one really knew much of uh, Mark David Chapman. But he then found out that they had, um, he had a hit list. He actually had a hit list drawn up. And Paul McCartney, Lennon's uh, bandmate, was on it. Also, Johnny Carson, who was huge back then, the talk show host, Elizabeth Taylor, Jacqueline and Nassus Kennedy, uh, Ronald Reagan. So everyone was after Ronald back then. And then there was also a telling point was um, David Bowie was actually on Broadway. Now, Bowie was second on the list and he was appearing in The Elephant Man the following night. Now, he says, I was second on the list. Chapman had a front row ticket to The Elephant Man the next night. John and Yoko Ono also supposed to sit in the front row for that show too. So that night, there was three empty seats on the front row of The Elephant Man by David Bowie. And Bowie said it was very hard for him to concentrate and perform knowing that that could have been him and John Anoka would have been sitting there with the the murderer. So, yeah, that's Mark David Chapman, very, very weird individual. But um, have you got any questions? I I do because I've heard there was a a, a bit of a um, conspiracy involving the doorman that you mentioned. What's what's that about? Yeah. Well, we love a conspiracy love here. It. So Jose, <laughs> so, Jose Sonquenas Podoma was uh, the gentleman's name. I said to my father-in-law to tell me how to pronounce the name. So he was a man of many aliases. When you look up this guy, this is where it actually gets a bit. There's a lot. If you go online, there actually is a lot of people that believe Jose could have been the killer. And the reason for being is that Jose was the, uh, he was the chief of police in Cuba during President Carlos Prio's regime. But he went into exile when they were overthrown by Fidel Castro. Then he was actually worked for the CIA and recruited people to run the Bay of Pigs, the um, failed attempted coup by a person that we've done on here before, JFK. So Jose um, Jose Podoma was actually he was actually it was all like like with JFK. Actually, there was a lot of sealed documents on him afterward. You you couldn't read or find out much about the gentleman that was the doorman who. Um, grabbed Mark Chapman after it. So he was, um, there's a lot of people, you go online and read about, there's a lot of people believe he may have been the one that actually shot him because of his involvement with the CIA and Lennon's uh, rise against certain people. So you, you just don't know, like, obviously 
much. I obviously did it, I'd say. But it's just interesting when we like a little conspiracy on this show. You go down that path, and mm. there, you know, there's a there's a lot of people there that um that believe he may have had something to do with it. And Tony, not only that, mate, the actual the, yeah, sorry, mate. No, I was saying you, you mentioned before that book, The Catcher in the Rye. So if you look up yeah. uh, photos or sketch drawings of Mark Chapman in court, he's basically the whole time just sitting there reading the catcher, catcher in the right the book. Yeah. So he what? read it on, on when yeah. they found him and also all the way through court. Well, did he get, um, obviously, life imprisonment, yeah. Tobes? Or? No, he actually didn't. So, well, yeah, he did and he didn't. So he got he got done for second-degree murder, which you would think, being an assassin how he was, you'd do first-degree murder. But apparently, I looked that up today, the law in New York. So back then, the law for first-degree first murder was only accustomed to people who killed police officers or judges or people of that caliber. So second-degree, whereas out here, you'd or in other states, it would be second-degree if they didn't think they could probably prove beyond a reasonable doubt that it was him for first-degree. So they get uh, scared of losing the case based on that. So it's like you see out here, a lot of people get... They get given manslaughter in it. Well, it's murder. They go, well, no, we aren't going to prove actual premeditated murder. So mm. they go manslaughter. So they know for sure they'll get a, a, a conviction. But he did he did plead guilty, but they actually couldn't get uh, first degree. And they didn't have, at the time, they never had, which they do now, I think they have the death penalty. Back then, they didn't at the time. So they, he couldn't get charged with first degree. So he got 20 years to life. So 2000 was his very first parole hearing, and he's been denied 12 times since uh since then so um but the catcher in the rye novel is actually interesting is that so can i ask uh, you that because i've never yeah i've only read one book and that was an fhm magazine what, what tobes <laughs> is FHM sorry two two books two books Brian, two. <laughs> yeah. what is oh yeah two yeah, books. sorry sam yeah of course <laughs> yeah, 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 4.4 yeah. on the uh yeah. ratings by oh, the way yes, Jeez, oh, we'll get, we'll get that. Don't we'll ratings that today, um what is the uh synopsis of Catcher in the Rye. What 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 is Catcher the plot? The so, mate, it's basically it's a narrative of a sixteen year old boy. So it's told after the fact. So it's a sixteen year old. It's a narrative of this boy called Holden Caulfield, and it's basically after he's been expelled from prep school. It's his next two days, and it's him sort of rebelling against sort of everything, like people that say they're this and they're not. You know, it's sort of like so John Lennon, for instance. Yes. Like pre- preaching that he was, you know. He sort of lived that life where people thought he was, I suppose, a bit of a joint smoker with Yoko and kicked back. And, you know, they didn't worry about possessions. They didn't worry about, you know, the materialistic things in life when in actual fact, he was a multi and living it up. So that's how he sort of became the hatred also. And that that book uh, is sort of like that, how it is. So this guy actually tells the story. I think the story is told why he is in uh, a psych home or after the fact when he's inside. He's telling those two days, which led to his... uh, his demise. So it's like basically the phoniness. He re- so it says Holden reaches uh, searches for the truth and rallies against the phoniness of the adult world. Mm. So, so, so uh, what was the doorman's name again? Jose. Hang on, Jose Songhinas Podoma. Because oh, we just got a text from Sean. Sean says, "No way, it was Jose." So maybe <laughs> no it, way, Jose. Maybe it was. It was <laughs> so tell me this, because I know in Central, it's not far from Central Park. This Dakota building. Mm. And right. what what is Strawberry Fields? Is that n- near there? I know, it's, but you know the song uh, Strawberry. Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that Strawberry, near the Dakota yes. building, or what? Did, did something happen after? Mate, I've, don't know. No idea. Actually, Question with that notice. Fields, mm. Yeah, I know. Yeah, no, no. You're the crime reporter. But you know that. You know the the um. So the guy who exposed him for all his possessions. 
yeah. which had a lot of people like uh, Mark turn on him. Yeah. Uh, his name was Larry someone, but he got the cover of John Lennon, uh, of Esquire magazine, right? Oh, okay. And he was trying to get um, an interview with John. He wouldn't do so, so he thought he'd bugger him. And then he unearthed all these possessions that he had, which his lawyer had signed everything. And the irony of all this, that the writer of this story was in a um, restaurant just around the corner and heard the gunshots oh. at the time. So um, creepy. It's a big story, Tobes. Yeah, it is. It's- yeah. Big story. Yeah, mate. It was um, when you read into it, like it's like a lot of things. People just think, you know, it's just oh, he just went up there as a weirdo and shot him. But when you read into the psyche of some of these guys, like you understand, like they, you wonder how people get to that point. Yeah. But you know, just as to show, like he converted to religion, and once he did that, that's when it all started going. I'm not anyone listening. I'm not against religion at all. But oh. yeah, you know, some people take it to the next extreme. Obviously, like you know, that he's none of his other group wanted to kill Lennon, but but he did. That's where it. That's where it becomes. So it just goes to show, you know, these people obviously might be a bit mentally disturbed before, you know, they, they go down that path, obviously. And but you were talking about catching the ride, Brian. 3.81 on Goodreads. Nathan Highmarsh bio scored a three. Oh. oh. On the uh, on the hard, what do you call it? What's his book? It's called Goodreads. Goodreads is like the... Uh, what, what, get, what did Psalm the, get? What did the great Psalm get? Uh, we're, only, we're only at 4.23 out of 5. <laughs> that's, all right. yes. that's all right. You're yeah. in front of... Uh, <laughs> what about uh, Pup Clark? What did he get? What's Pup's uh, Pup autobiography? Because he wouldn't go to the uh, Alan Border medal, but mm-hmm. he had to. Shiny forehead. Forehead. Have you seen him lately? What about, what happened? Has he been under the knife? Oh, <laughs> oh, sure. Has he? Uh, He's knocking well, around Bondi. Yeah. That's what happens when you live in Bondi. Yeah. 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 You definitely haven't been under the knife, though. They reckon there's something for your... For your, they're calling it um, crocktox. Oh, the cock- cocktox. Oh, <laughs> what for the old for the old fella? The old for the old older fellas. Yes. Oh, right. The old, Rather than the Viagra. <laughs> oh, right. Okay. Yeah. Here we go. I just want to make a prediction for next year. I reckon we will be talking Tuesday on Tuesday about the death of Elon Musk. Oh, Toby. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> what? Jeez, you really bring it down here. Why? What? Assassinated or? Mate, I just think this Twitter thing, if he keeps pushing it, he's got a mark on his head. He's now... He's now Who, um, Tobes? I, yeah, mate, I just think, mate, he's, he's bringing out Dr. Fauci now. He's, if he releases all these documents, he's going to have a big arrow on it, a big uh, cross on his head. Right, okay. What, what's who, who's Dr. Who's Dr. Fauci? He was the um, the head, oh yes, he's the, COVID, uh, wasn't he? medical he was COVID. in in America. The yeah, COVID, yeah, yeah. COVID's, yeah. T- COVID's gone, Tobes. Yeah. Let it go, mate. I wasn't two weeks ago. There was, but, wasn't there a yeah. yarn about him moving out to Australia? Elon mm. Musk, Fauci or Musk? No, Musk. There was a yarn somewhere about. Oh, was there? Him moving out to Australia. Yeah, yeah. great segue. Now, guys, uh, <laughs> favourite lollies. I'm going Musk stick. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Tobes, well done, mate. Great, great to chat Tobes. again. Mate, guys, thank you and thank you for the year and Merry Christmas, everyone, and yeah. all the rest. We look Good forward to 2023. And, and, and just before we go, how do we get Psalm? If you're interested, because we've had a lot of texts from people saying, how do you get the book Psalm? So you just go on to Amazon. Yeah, go on Amazon. Amazon, Brian, yeah, just uh, type in Psalm and my name, Toby Dow, and then, mate, it should pop up. What we're going to do next year, boys, is we're going to be more organised with our calendar of what we're talking about. Gotcha. So our listeners... So we can talk about, you know, it might be milestones of events or whatever it is. So listeners yes. can have their say as well. And there's plenty starting to get involved here as well. Uh, good on your well, toes. Hang on, uh, we look hang, forward on to... hang on. We've hang got on. a review here. Oh. This is from Mace, Gary Mason. Mm. This is a DM, Topes. Mm. Legends, question for Toby during TCT. I've just finished reading Psalm. Bloody brilliant book. 
Can he re- recommend any new crime fiction books? Keep up the good work. Gaz, the whole rooster exiled in Melbourne. So there you go, Tobes. You got a fan? Oh, thank you very much, Gaz. Good and... man, good man. I'm glad he liked it because I think I sent you the review Kim sent me. Uh, Brian, no, and it was, she didn't like it. It was Barb. It was Barb. <laughs> yeah, Barb, sorry. Oh, Barb just tore shreds off him. <laughs> Tobes, <laughs> what's another book? What's yeah. another good crime uh, book for uh, Gaz? Oh, mate, I've actually got all true crime ones at the moment. So I'm like, you know, I'm reading all the, all the cases like JFK and OJ and all things like that. Actually, ones like mine, fiction, I, I haven't read for a long time. See the truth. I'm just all the true crime ones. So, um, anything by, you know, yeah, mate, it depends what you I don't know what they're into, though. So that's right, fiction. Just, it's different. Just throw one up, Tobes. Just throw one up. <laughs> Catch you in the rye. Yeah, there you <laughs> go. A good way to finish. Tobes, good on you, mate. You've done yeah. so well for us uh, in good 2022. We look forward to 2023. Get those nipples looked at. Cheers, <laughs> Have a good Christmas. <laughs> 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 we have been looking at them. All right. yeah. See you, big oceans. Uh,